Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. Now, this is what we're, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm going to just share just a couple of minutes, a couple of scriptures about prayer language. Then we're going to go right back into another session just like this. I don't want you to go back. I want you to fill up these first few areas. All of you that came forward and to get in the pews right close to you, right there. I want you to be closer. There's anointing in the, in the, as we stay close to one another in the cluster. That's right. There's an, so just go back to the pews that are just closest to you. Have a seat. You might be sitting next to some stranger. That's good. <laughs> just have a seat for a minute. This is just going to take a minute. Then we're going to go right back to this again, right back to pray. And I want to just give you a couple of scriptures, some ammunition, some food. We're going to digest this food, and then we're going to start praying in the Spirit. We're going to pray in the Spirit tonight and let the Lord do His, His work in us, deepen His work in us. Uh, I, the, the, as I was thinking about this, I kept thinking about the word harmony. The word harmony. Um, and, you know, that, and, and you think about it. What was one of the, if you look at the first, if, Acts chapter 2. One of the descriptions of what was happening there was what? Was unity. They were all together in one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. So one of the enemy's tactics is to bring disunity in our lives. Disunity with God and disunity with the body. When that happens, it hinders the moving of the Holy Ghost. Well, the prayer language is at the center of harmony. It's it, when when you start, you know, it's, it's it's one of the beautiful characteristics of the of the Azusa Street revival. God began to introduce the, the the singing corporately in the spirit. It's still very strong in the churches of California, singing corporately in the spirits, and it turns into this beautiful supernatural harmony. It's beautiful when you can step into that with the other brothers and sisters start singing in the spirit. There's nothing like it, but it begins to bring a, a spiritual harmony and unity. It brings us into unity ourselves because we're discordant until when we, when we first get saved. And it begins to tune us. We're like an instrument. An instrument can't play if it's out of tune. If the guitar's out of tune, you can't play in a band. It's going to sound horrible. It has to be tuned. And you are an instrument. And if your instrument is out of harmony with the Lord and with His church... Your song is going to sound, it's not going to, it's not going to bear witness. And, and you're going to end up, start getting all kind of weird stuff. You'll start blaming other people and get angry and I'm going to leave the church, blah, 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 blah. All this nonsense will start coming out of your belly when, when you're, the problem is, is you're just discordant. You're not, you're not in harmony. Harmony. So it's, and so this, this, um, so I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures about the harmony that happens in prayer. Jesus is describing the Holy Spirit, and he talked about the vine and the vineyard in John 15. He says, if you remain or abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So you start getting into this, you're praying in the Spirit, you start getting into the harmony with the Lord, you're flowing with the Lord, your prayers begin to be along the lines of His purposes and plans for your life, and they're going to get answered. You start to walk in harmony with the plans of God. Romans 8, 26 through 27 says it like this. In a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us 
and our human frailty to empower us in our weaknesses. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for, but the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf. He begins to intercede on our behalf as we're praying in tongues and pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. So it, we, we, we get tuned, then we start to walk in harmony with the Lord and his purposes and plans for our life. He has a plan. And when you're out of, when you're out of sorts, when you're out of harmony, you're not walking in that plan and you start bumping into all kinds of stuff and things never go right. You have to get in the flow. Everyone say, get in the flow. You have to get in the flow of God. You have to get in the flow. And then we start worshiping in harmony with other brothers and sisters. Paul described, he compared it to, to a, to a, a drunken, he, a drunken barroom song. He says, don't get drunk with wine, which is a waste or debauchery, but be being filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your hearts to the Lord's. So it becomes a song. Your life becomes a song. Your, your friendships become a song. Your relationships become a spiritual song. It's a song of the Lord that's in your belly. And you start, you know, you start drinking His Spirit, you start praying in the Spirit, rejoicing in the Holy Ghost, letting the joy bubble up out of your life. You're gonna find, you're gonna find that it's become, subconsciously it begins to become part of your life. This starts to come out of you because it's, that's what's inside of you. Now the other stuff, that other stuff, like, dirty language, profanity, potty talk, all that comes out of you because that's what's in you. So it's not like, okay, I'm going to stop cursing. Now, no, you have to clean out the cesspool. You have to get filled with something else so that something else is coming out. Sokora, Bastene. Ah, Rama. So it's, a, it's like a, a daily bath. You know, Jesus, just as he, it's not by coincidence when he was getting ready to teach on the Holy Spirit, John 14, 15, and 16. Can anyone tell me what comes before John 14? 13, right. And John 13, Jesus was washing their feet. He washed their feet. He was, it was a, an image. It was a picture of what has to happen. A washing, a washing, and then a pouring in, and a pouring in, and a pouring in. So we can begin to walk in the harmony of the Lord. And then there's a, an emotional harmony. We begin to, our emotions begin to get healed. We, you know, the, the stuff, that, all the damage that's been done to you, things people have done to you, people, things you've done to yourself, the consequences of sin, all the bad garbage that's gone on in your life, all the weird stuff in your head, all the monsters in your brain, all that stuff gets washed out. And then he starts to heal all the mess the monsters have done in your brain. And he starts to heal. He begins to heal your brokenness. The one who speaks in a tongue, the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 14, edifies himself. 
That means to build yourself up. You begin to be built. You're stronger and stronger. Stronger. Instead of being weakened and broken emotionally, you become stronger. He heals your emotions. He heals your emotions. That emotional... And it's one of the things Jesus spoke of us. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. Maybe terrible things have happened. Maybe you had a relationship that went bad. You're heartbroken. Maybe your, your dreams have been crushed. Maybe your parents got divorced, or maybe you got divorced, or maybe something terrible happened in your life and you're, you're ashamed about it. He'll take that thing out and wash you and restore and make you whole. And it's beautiful. And then you start to walk in harmony with the body of Christ. You, beloved, build yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now this is, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this, I'm gonna finish with this blog. I actually wrote this early this morning. Um, it's called Enlargement. And I wanna share this with you. And then we're gonna go back into prayer. Um, enlargement. And this is a prophecy out of Isaiah 54-2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Now in this passage, he wasn't talking about physical tents. He was talking about your body, which is the tent. This is my tent. I, I live in a, in a body. I, I'm not my body. I live in my body. If you think about it, you're not a body. You're a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Say, I'm a spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. This, body, this body is wearing out, but you're going to get a new one real soon. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be eternal. And you won't ever have to put it on a diet either. <laughs> Enlarge the place of your tents. So he's talking about enlargement. Not, not, he's not talking about getting obese physically. He's talking about spiritual enlargements. He wants to expand you on the inside. That's, and that's the prayer language. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare them. Lengthen your ropes and strengthen your pegs. Expand your life spiritually. Expand your heart. Widen your heart because God wants to do something bigger than you can imagine in your life. Make room. Make room for God in your life. And that's what you're, when you're reading your Bible, when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, when you're going into places in the Spirit you've never been before, you're expanding yourself. You're preparing for what God's going to do. If you're just, if you're narrow and you never expand, God can't do much. You have to expand. You have to expand your capacity for the Holy Ghost, for the anointing in your life. So I'm going to read this blog. All of us know we need to grow or expand our spiritual capacity. Dick Mills used to describe this as spiritual enlargement. The question is how do I enlarge myself spiritually? One of the key ingredients is a dynamic worship life. The Bible, the Passion Translation author says this, This verse can be viewed as the remedy for spiritual barrenness, the song of triumph, and the shout of joy. Spiritual barrenness is broken by the power of worship. This, this verse 1 talks about shouting to the Lord. Where God's people are held back in worship, spiritual barrenness soon follows. 
where God's people are held back in worship, spiritual barrenness follows. That's what all the mandates were about. Don't gather together. Don't sing. In California, you weren't even allowed to sing. Or Australia. You couldn't sing when they finally did let you go back to church. Stop worshiping and you shut down the move of God. Our worship has the power to bring new birth into our congregations. Worship is a mighty force to influence the lost and bring new birth. Worship is not just singing songs. It's magnifying the Lord from the deepest parts of our lives. It's that holy shout, the holy scream, shouting to the Lord. Praying in the Spirit is the tool the Lord has given us to widen those spiritual channels in our lives. You know, that's they, they, they were... Um, you, you've got to, you've got to, when, 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 um, ditches get filled up, only, you, you have to go and dredge them out. You've got to go dig them back out again, or they can't carry water anymore. And that's what happens to the spiritual channels. And, and when you become stagnant, you start pressing into the Holy Ghost, you start to get filled up with junk, and you, you've got to dig out those channels. You've got to dig them out, praying in the Holy Ghost. So, yeah, so worshiping the Lord in other tongues brings us into this place of enlargement. Paul spoke of this in 2 Corinthians. Our mouth has spoken freely to you, you Corinthians. Our heart is opened wide. Opening your heart opens you up not only to receiving more from the Lord, but also brings you to a place of pouring out these blessings to others. Barclay says, Paul is speaking with the accents of purest love. The breaches are healed, the quarrels are all made up, and love reigns supreme. The phrase that we've translated, our heart lies wide open to you, literally means our heart is enlarged. Chrysostom has a fine comment. He says that, that, that heat makes all things expand and the warmth of love will always expand a person's heart. My, so my conclusion is that I need to make more room for the Lord in my life. I need to make more room for the Lord in my life. Say that with me. I need to make more room for the Lord in my life. I might have to remove some things. You know, get rid of some unneeded furniture. Make room for God in my day-to-day world. Clear out the clutter in your life. Maybe it's not blatant sin, but it just doesn't need to be there. It's in the way. Out! Get it out. The good news is the process can be quite pleasant, even enjoyable. Pray in the Spirit. I mean, pray a lot more in the Spirit. And you'll find yourselves expanding and filling those new spaces with the Lord Himself. Hallelujah. So, pray in the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Speak into yourself in psalms and hear spiritual songs. Making melody with your heart to the Lord. Make spirit-filled be the description of your life. Let your lungs be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let your spiritual lungs be filled with the Holy Spirit. Not just a little dab every now and then. Oh, I got touched Oh, last week, I got touched couple weeks ago. I got touched last month. Oh, I got touched in 1994. No, how about today? How about, how about having a drink today? Every day. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.